0: And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. What's your plan over Christmas break? Have you got anything happening? Personally, might lay low. Definitely going to head up to Cyprus and get some riding in. Count on a lot of family stuff as well. Dinners, drinking, the huge. Uh, and since we're kind of looking at the end of the year, instead of our normal podcast, three guests per week, sometimes we bang out themed podcasts and best ofs, but being that we're almost done for the year, this week and next you'll hear highlights from some of our guests this year. 21 guests per year in review podcast, in fact. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for checking us out. If you like what you're about to hear, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Tell your friends about what we're doing as well. Word of mouth is a big way we get the podcast out there. And we see it daily on social media. It does not go overlooked. Thank you for your constant support, sharing, retweeting. Commenting. It's cool. Coming up in just a few minutes in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, Lover Boy singer Mike Reno talking about a bright spot in their career, and it involves Dick Clark. If you're old enough to remember that guy, brought to you by Protech Welding, good friends on the North Shore here in Vancouver, steel fabrication shop. You can find them online through ProtechWelding.com. First, our first guests in this year in review podcast, and some of our musical guests this year, all of whom are brought to you by the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe, 579 Dunsmere, downtown Vancouver. At the start of the year, we talked to producer and engineer Toby Wright. Give this guy a Google search. You'll know a ton of his work. And when we had him on the phone, he said that he was most proud of his work on Allison Chains' Unplugged
1: album. And the reason being is because, you know, uh, I'm responsible for most everything. Well, I know everything you hear and most of what you see. Um, and, you know, in the Unplugged uh, show slash DVD at this point, um, and that, that was because, you know, I recorded the show, um, and then when it got done, MTV took it away, and, you know, they edited it, and so on and so forth, and then I, you know, tried to mix it. Well, and, and you know, while I was mixing it, they, you know, Lane decided that he didn't like any of it. Oh, wow. And that it, port- it portrayed him in a more negative light than anyone would have liked, or he would have liked to have seen himself. Um, and so he asked me if I would, you know, can you do all that video editing? I was like, uh, no, dude, I don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and he said, well, I would really, really like you to try or else we're not going to do this. Wow. And so what I did was I had, you know, four, cause it was a four camera shoot. So I had four, uh, TV screens, monitors in front of, uh, the console And each one was a separate camera, and I went back and forth and just wrote down a bunch of simpty numbers and all that kind of nonsense, and you know, about where they should cut it. And then I sent that all to them, and they went, Yeah, okay. Um, You know, and they cut it all together, and Lane approved it, and there it went. That was the video side. The audio side was that, um, you know, when I took it to mastering. I walked in after the guy had you know, been messing with it for a while, and he said, oh, man. I go, how are you doing this morning? He goes, uh, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I, I, I can't make it any better. I'm like, what do you mean you can't make it any better? That's your job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, no, man. Like, I'm the mastering guy you've used for the last 10 years, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, have I made your record sound great? He goes, yeah. He goes, I can't make this one any better. He goes, look at the, the two-track machine. And I went over and I looked at it, and it was wired directly into the 1630, which is, at that time, was what made Glassmaster CDs. Um, And then that's what they sent off to be mass-duplicated. There was nothing in between it. No compression, no EQ, no nothing. So I said, are you doing that for all the songs? he's like, the whole record is perfect.
0: You may remember in mid-March, Canadian rock icon Corey Hart called up the podcast. He was playing a show at Rogers Arena here in Vancouver around the same time, and he talked about the first bands to grab his attention at an early age.
3: Um, well, the first one of the first songs that I ever bought was Maggie Mae by Rod Stewart. Okay. And, um, and I, I was really struck by the story that he was telling. I didn't even understand a lot of the words from that song. It was words like, um coy and um the morning sun when it's in your face really shows your age and i remember hearing that line and not really understanding what what you know rod stewart was actually singing about But i i I imagine it was something about an older woman but i just i liked the way that that lyric sounded and i thought wow i'd love to be able to write you know write like that and uh so yeah it was listening to I can could, I could name you a bunch of songs that I bought when I was a kid, but the, one of the first bands that I liked was, uh, was The Police.
0: Towards the tail end of April, did you catch Danko Jones on the podcast? Knowing that he was a comic book fan, we got into it, talked about superheroes,
3: and he shared some of his favorites. Oh, that's a good question. Um, my favorite superhero the <laughs> I, have, I have a few right so it, it's probably like um well growing up it was always wolverine yeah same but, Wolverine, uh, spider-man I, for me yeah yeah definitely well wolverine for me more um
0: like the x-men dude how good that was the comic for me that really pulled, yeah. pulled me in like
2: absolutely I, still, I agree present
3: day love that series uh, yeah same here i i really do um but I I, I liked uh, Silver Surfer. I like Silver Surfer, Iron Fist, Power Man. Um, yeah, those kinds of heroes.
0: Yeah. What did you think of the? Uh, I think they did an Iron Fist.
3: Um, yeah, Netflix, Netflix uh, TV the, show. I haven't. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't. I haven't watched. I haven't watched uh, Luke Cage or Iron Fist yet.
0: Uh, yeah, they were both okay. And then they did the the Defenders, which was uh, Iron Man or Iron Fist, uh, Power Man. What is it? Daredevil. Jessica yeah. Jones, that was all right again.
3: Yeah, but, but growing up, I thought Submariner was 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 part of the Defenders as well, and wasn't Thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think they uh, just took. Oh, was it the Hulk? It was one of those two dudes who was in the Defenders as well. Mm-hmm. I think.
0: Always great to talk to Steel Panther drummer Stick Zedinia, super nice guy. Of course, we're big fans of the band. No surprise to hear him talk about his love of Led Zeppelin's John Bonham.
3: Yep. When I heard Led Zeppelin break for the first time, I just went, all right, well, sign me up. What do I, you know, how, how do I do that?
0: Right. And, and I've been trying ever since. Just heavy, deep pocket.
3: That it's That's the coolest fucking eight bars in Music to mm-hmm.
0: me. Oh, I think it's sampled the most of any uh for rap or hip hop tracks. They they sampled that specific
3: Dude, that that's that's like that's like pregnancy groove.
0: <laughs> you know, don't listen to that music for too long with your girlfriend near you. I'm telling you, dude, you're going
4: to start paying child support.
0: In late May, Hailstorm singer Lizzie Hale made her third appearance on the podcast. And you know how sometimes people will say, hey, you look kind of look like this person. Well, Lizzie talked about how people have said to her, you sort of look like Mila Jojovich.
5: I don't see it. Um, I think it's because it's, me and I look at myself in the mirror all the time and I just don't see it
2: Hmm.
5: um but uh Mila Jovovich um I've gotten a lot lately maybe it's I don't know why maybe it's the hair
0: getting into June and Godsmack singer Sully Erna called up of course we talked a lot about the music the band and you'll love this if you don't know this already Sully started up the Scars Foundation to raise awareness for mental health issues pretty cool
6: You know, I wrote this song on the new record. It's the first time Godsmack ever attempted to put a song like this on a record. It's a straight-up epic ballad, like a Dream On slash November Rain style ballad. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the inspiration behind it was just through an experience I had with someone who, you know, had a lot of baggage and scars and things that they were embarrassed about or made them feel insecure. And when things came up, they would be the kind of person that would push away rather than, Want to communicate and you know talk through it and just accept it as part of their flaws and things like that. And we all have them, you know. We all have these things we call scars, whether they're emotional or physical. Um, And then from there, you know, I was just thinking this could be a really great cause, and I've always wanted to do something with a nonprofit. And so I developed um, uh, an organization called the Scars Foundation, which we just announced a couple days ago. And it's a nonprofit that's going to help raise money on a global level. Uh, we've partnered with multiple companies to help battle everything from depression to addiction, bullying, PTSD, suicide prevention, um, you know, because I'm not sure how everyone feels about this. But for me, I was getting really sick and tired of losing a lot of important people in my life. and. You know, hearing about these amazing artists that are just self-destructing everywhere through depression, whether they drink themselves to death or overdose or take their own lives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington back-to-back, that I think had a pretty big effect on everyone in the music industry. And, um, you know, I just thought it was time to maybe do something a little bit more on my part or something I can do. So we're hoping that, you know, the Scars Foundation will not only raise money globally to help these experts do their jobs better, Um, but also to be a voice, you know, and help strengthen people to help them understand that, you know, we all have these kind of imperfections and things that we feel insecure about or make us feel unworthy, but rather than stuff them down, you know, and, uh, and, and suffer in silence and keep them internal, you know, I want people to kind of represent their scars, you know, and show their scars proudly and, and tell their stories so it'll inspire other people to tell their stories and, I think that's how we're going to start making a difference is to get people to be vocal about it. Because unfortunately, you know, amputees and people that have physical scars, it's easy to identify them and be able to reach out and help or offer help or have them go for help. But the depression thing is a tough one because it's a silent killer. And you don't see it coming until it's too late. And so the only way to really get help with people and to try to pull them out of this darkness is to get them to be vocal about it and once we know that this is something they struggle with then you know we can do even more so this really needs to be you know a worldwide effort it needs to be a group effort for everybody you know to just take it upon themselves to be able to come forward and know that we understand and we care and and we all have this like we all me my drummer my bass player like everybody that may people may look up to and I'm sure millions others that, you know, are in a celebrity status and people may think are untouchable or live this great life. We all struggle with these imperfections, but, um, you know, we just want to help people empower them and, and get them stronger so they can come up forward with it and, you know, and, and deal with it and then help others deal with it.
0: And in late June, you need to hear this full conversation. CJ Ramone of the Ramones was a guest. Incredible to have a living, breathing rock icon on the podcast. He shared a near-death experience story about early in his life.
4: So when I was a kid, um, I was at the beach with my mom and dad, and I kind of wandered off. Um, I, I lived on Long Island, so the beach was, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. And... um I got, I got just, I was a little guy. I got rolled by a wave and sucked all the way out. Mmm, riptide. And I was small and nobody really could see me. And I, uh, thank God I, I just relaxed. And I did what, um, the lifeguards always tell you to do. And that's this swim parallel with the beach. And I, I just floated on my back and it, the, and the, uh, the waves actually carried me into shore. But that was, um, like that, w- I was underwater for so long. Like I started to feel relaxed.
0: Wow, wow! You know, man.
4: like I wasn't panicking anymore, and um, and uh, the next thing I knew, the, uh, the sun was in my eyes. So I was uh, and I I was just like,
2: <laughs>
4: what? The, how did I get all the way out here? Because it happened <laughs> so quickly. You know, it got rolled by a wave. I got I got sucked probably. You know 150 yards off the beach like right. it, almost instantly it just pulled me right out holy and when God. i came to it, i saw how far i was from the beach that's when i i stopped, i had a moment of panic and then i i thought i said oh no i know how to do this i know how to do this the so lifeguard right. told us
0: and holy crap
7: good thing parallel yeah. to the beach and then, I um, didn't know that. yeah musical guests of the todd cast podcast are powered by the railway stage and beer cafe Check him out at 579 Dunsmuir, downtown Vancouver. heard this before on the Toddcast Podcast.
0: If you grew up listening to Canadian rock radio in the 80s or 90s, hell, even today's classic rock stations, you know who Loverboy is. They've been around since 1979. They formed in Calgary, although they're based out of Vancouver, and they dominated for years. Out of the gate, Turn Me Loose, Hot Girls in Love, Working for the Weekend, all staples of MTV and any good rock station of its time. Four multi-platinum albums, millions sold, touring the world relentlessly to millions of people. And when their singer Mike Reno called up to be a guest, we talked about his first concert and how important music videos were to spur on their initial success. He shared the story of playing to 100,000 screaming fans at JFK Stadium how he had a near-death experience while in Mexico. He talked about touring with ZZ Top, the shows that he was binge-watching at the time. And stop me if you've heard this before, Mike talked about how being on Dick Clark's American Bandstand is probably his career highlight.
8: I think the career highlight must have been, I think once we finished the first album, some of the guys, I remember it was our drummer Matthew and Paul, our guitarist, and myself. We grabbed the girlfriends and did one of those all in excursion trips to Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. Scraped together like nine hundred bucks each to get get down there. This is in the early days when we didn't have two nickels to rub together, so
2: right.
8: it was a big accomplishment for us. <laughs> and we got down there. And I think Maddie went over to Yulapa on a boat with his girl, and Paul and I stayed in the hotel on the beach with our girls, and it was just pretty cool until about three days later when uh, somebody came down to the beach and got me this is now believe it or not this is the time before cell phones i know i know there was a time before cell phones Mm -hmm. and uh they didn't really even have phones in the rooms unless you went through the operator and it was kind of one of those kind of eerie down in mexico things were always a bit slower and uh so he came somebody from the front desk came and got me there was a a, i thought i don't know what's going on but i went up and the phone was bruce allen he says mike i want you to get the guys together and get your butts back to los angeles dick clark thinks you're his next favorite band he loves you guys he wants you on the show and I, my life kind of changed right then <laughs> in my mind i went are you kidding me because i don't know if everybody remembers dick clark but he was the he was the biggest thing going if dick clark was a huge enterprise but if he dug you everybody would go and buy the record like the next day or the same day and if you made it on the show you were a huge success and in my mind, I had said to myself, this is huge. And to be honest with you, that's probably one of the biggest things that, you know,
7: happened. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Togcast podcast is brought to you by ProTech Welding, a CWB certified steel fabrication shop in North Vancouver and online at ProTechWelding.com.
0: It's called Syntax Error. They played a podcast show, I guess, about six months back now. Fantastic band. And you can hear the full concert at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud pages. In fact, they just announced a few weeks back that they're going to be playing with Bison, Bob Sumner, Hash and Killer Deal. This is February 1st in the new year at the Rickshaw Theater. Very good. Crazy good show. I played you Bonds of Mara. Their song is called Lights Out, and they're taking off on a Cross Canada tour next year. Be rolling through Vancouver on February 15th. That's a Toddcast show. Canadian Super Group made up of members of Hail the Villain, Default, and My Darkest Days. You can get tickets right now for 10 bucks through myshowpass.com. It's 15 bucks if you wait for the door. Speaking of live music, you can find info for all of our shows, but a bunch more as well through the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. There's always great shows happening. Make sure you get out there, support our scene, support the local bands. It's brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience kicking ass in the music industry. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Coming up later on, in the podcast in listen to this ECCW wrestler Scotty Mack talking about his love of big brother Canada and how he once auditioned for the show would you do that that's powered by Tedco RV supplies in Langley service repair ICBC accredited time to winterize if you haven't already snooze you lose you can find them online at TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com. First, back to more of our guests in this Year in Review podcast and some of our sporting guests, all of whom are now brought to you by Block E-Media. Grow your business online. Social media marketing, digital advertising, and a bunch more. Keep up with them through BlockEmedia.com. It was in late January that IFBB Bikini Pro Stacy Naito called up to be a guest. You'll love the promise that she made to herself and probably want to do it for yourself.
9: I have a promise to myself every even year that I that I will go to a, a, a new destination, somewhere mm. I've never been before. I like that. Um, yeah, so this year I actually got to go to, to two new destinations.
0: When, yeah. when did you make this uh, every two-year thing with yourself? Like, that's a great idea.
9: Well, it was actually a very uh, compelling set of circumstances that... Sparked that idea um, back in 2014. I was assisting in the care of my very dear friend and meditation teacher, uh, who had been diagnosed with a an essentially inoperable malignant brain tumor uh, in November of the previous year. And I mean, it, the the the, the uh, cancer just it, it was very very swift. The course was very swift. Um, he, uh, from the time, so he was diagnosed in November of 2013 and he passed away in uh, April of 2014 cool. and he was 57 years old. I mean, and, and, and a few months prior to the time of diagnosis, he had no idea that there was anything wrong with him.
0: If you're a fan of MMA, no doubt you liked UFC octagon girl, Ariani Celeste's first visit to the podcast. She's fun. Gotta love her career highlights.
9: Um, my career highlight. Hmm. I
5: honestly think it's just like traveling the world because I, I know I came from a very, you know, not, not rich family. We're all like working class family. And for me to be out of this country and see so many beautiful places and meet so many beautiful people and be able to experience that is just like, so it's, it has been such an experience. I never thought that I'd even get out of Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so that has been probably the highlight yeah and being on the cover of playboy was pretty cool too (laughs) yeah and
0: and i read that that was the was it the of the month or maybe no was it the of the year that it was the biggest selling issue of the year that you were on the cover of of playboy wow (laughs) i know that's crazy sticking to mma analyst robin black has got to be one of the best in the business his one minute breakdowns are absolutely insane. They're awesome. Listen to Robin talk about when parents should get kids enrolled into martial arts.
10: Well, I think even MMA, I'm starting to, to wonder what it is. I, it, it feels like a temporary state of martial arts. Hmm. This idea that these guys fighting shirtless in a cage was very representative of a particular era. But now, when I think of the words MMA," I don't think of mixed martial arts this fighting sport. I think of modern martial arts, which is where you know the game of being able to express your individuality through movement and fighting and, and physical expression. I think that part people should everybody should do. I think a little 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 child, three years old, I think one of the greatest things that you can do for them is have in uh put them in uh gymnastics or wrestling or some type of martial art and not because you want them to ever fight they should probably never fight most of us should go through our life and never do that but because they start to understand their connection to their body and how to express themselves physically i think i think chil- all children i think if we have the chance to do it we should let all children move their bodies that way
0: Women of Wrestling Superheroes star Amber O'Neill called up, this was in late March, I talked about the sport, of course, fitness in general, even got into talking about how she, at the time, was binge-watching Gossip Girl and The Real Housewives of Orange County.
9: Okay, I just got done watching Gossip Girl, and it when it was over, when season six came to an end, I was really sad because I needed to keep being with these characters
2: mm-hmm.
9: Like I'm so sad that Gossip Girl is over um, I binge watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills The Real Housewives of Orange County The Real Housewives of Potomac I don't love the New Jersey Housewives Because I'd rather watch The Glamorous Girls of California You know do their thing more so than Than you know People who You know just, it's just so loud in New Jersey You know <laughs> I need my California Housewives
0: Seems we did a fair amount of MMA guests in the first part of the year, which ain't a bad thing. I'm a big fan. And from the click counts on the podcast, seems you are as well. Anyway, in late April, UFC fighter Randa Marcos was a guest and talked about her love of horror movies and Paranormal Witness.
9: I love horror stuff. I've been watching, um, we have the Android box, and I've been watching um, Paranormal Witness and okay. Paranormal Survivor. Yeah. It's like the scary, it's like basically reenactments of people's uh, um, encounters with like ghosts and stuff. It really, really scares the shit out of me. Wow. But I, I, I don't know, I get like a thrill out of it. Love did, that stuff.
0: Did you catch Bellator MMA Ring Card Girl Mercedes Terrell's podcast? Late May, great talk. And interesting to hear that her career highlight was starting up the Magic Hour podcast with her buddy Jade Bryce.
5: I don't know about you with your podcast, but this thing has, like, allowed me to just just be completely transparent and, um, mm. and I think, find a lot of myself and, and be able to, like, experiment with new um, techniques and tools and, and implement them into my life and then meet so many new people, uh, especially doing interviews with them, which you probably get some of that on Do your it. show. Lots and the benefits of what come with that. So just expanding my community and getting to know myself better and, and then getting to know my, my uh, own tribe you know, better and, and building my own tribe, mm. like I was saying earlier, has been amazing. And then this weekend, like I said, we are going to actually have a live event during South by Southwest in Austin, Texas at Onnit Gym. And uh, we're having three guests Come and we'll do live interviews in front of the audience. But then we're also going to do um, movement-based uh, workshops with each of the guests. Give they're all into you know ones um, if you know a line podcast with Aaron Alexander. He's coming and he's going to do an articulated stretch workshop with us and breathwork workshop with us. And then Melody F. Kami. she's got this like amazing, groundbreaking dance class that she's going to have us work through. Wow. And Parangi, who is the the like number one dude in ecstatic dance which i think is a a method that's going to change the world little by little here
0: and toward the tail end of june ufc fighter aljamain sterling called up another must hear podcast you get to talking so much with these fighters above and beyond fights and fitness check out what he said about aliens visiting earth
11: (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna say I, i do think there are other forms of life out
6: there in the universe than just little planet Earth. So I think so. I think there's definitely been some, there's got to be another planet or species that's more sophisticated and intelligent than us or just been around longer and probably figure out a way to get here and back kind of thing.
0: Sure. I mean, it's a big universe, you know, teleportation. I mean, does it, can you fold the universe and, Jump from one space of time to the next. Some people that are really, really smart think you can do that. Now that's just some
4: wacky stuff. Um,
11: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying
7: it can't happen because this—I don't know. Sporting guests of the Todd Cast podcast are brought to you by Block E Media Inc. Digital marketing plans and solutions, done for you and done with you. Online at blockemedia.com. What do you
12: mean, rock and roll, Dad? I'm
7: Listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast.
0: ECCW, Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling, has been around coming up on 25 years. The first show that they promoted was in May 1996. By 2014, they'd become Canada's largest wrestling promotion. You should check out the documentary, This Wrestling Life. It's an awesome representation of what the ECCW is all about. Their owner, an all-around badass, Scotty Mack, stopped by the studio for a hang. One of their most decorated wrestlers, having won multiple titles, multiple times, Times. And during our conversation, we talked about how much longer he can keep wrestling and how once he was in a tag team fight with Brutus the Barber Beefcake taking on the WWE's Singh Brothers. We talked about binge-watching shows, the Egyptian Pyramids came up, so did Seeing No Doubt and Weezer in concert. We talked about marijuana and micro-dosing, and how sports injuries eventually take their toll. And Scotty Mack brought up that he was a huge fan of Big Brother Canada, and that he's even auditioned to be on the show. Listen to this.
13: Uh, my wife, Christina, and I are uh, really into Big Brother Canada. Okay. Um, a good friend of mine, Peter Brown, uh, he works for ECW. He was on Big Brother Canada. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of cool being a Big Brother fan and getting the insight from him on what it's like being in the house.
0: Yeah, I I, imagine that. I don't, I don't know if I could do it.
13: Being such a big fan and, and being that I, I thought I would be quite good at it. Um, I did audition, uh, oh, a couple of eh? times for it and I, I made it pretty far in one of the auditions. Um, the final cut was the, the, the top 60 go to Toronto and I didn't make it to that final cut in Toronto. Mm. Um, but I thought with the wrestling and, and all that, that I would have a good chance getting in.
0: Right. Good background, good story. Yeah.
13: Yeah. yeah. And, um, and people would want to watch and, um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but didn't quite get on there. And now Would you be
0: pushing it, buttons? Would you be the one to like, would you be a shit disturber or how would you play Yeah,
13: I mean, I, I think um, I would have, I would have, I would have uh, I, I likely had some sort of showmance, I think. I, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, it, it was always hard for me to resist beautiful women, mm. and uh, I'm mm-hmm. a happily married mm-hmm. man now. And 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 that's one of the reasons why that it's not as appealing is I don't think I'd be able to use as many tools in my arsenal. Right. Your tool as tool I belt I would. suddenly that's, shrank that's, a little bit. That's right.
7: Listen to this on the Todd Cast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC approved repair shop. Find them online at TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com.
0: Spendo and the Skins. Their song is Losing Sleep. Played you Johnny Rath and their new song called What It Takes. Both of those bands are playing together at the end of the month. Chuck in Sleep Circle and you got yourself a show. Friday, December 27th, the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. They throw a podcast show the last Friday of every month. The Toddcast Podcast, Friday Nights, Volume 29. Again, Spendo and the Skins, Sleep Circle, Johnny Rath. Grab tickets right now. We'll see you there. Eight bucks cheap through myshowpass.com. Okay, Todd's Trolls coming up. The stupid, mean, hurtful, but really it's the funny things that people say and people post online. This week, a best of really Papa Roach, Avril Lavigne, How to Train Your Dragon, and Spider Man Far From Home they will bask in that white hot spotlight powered by our friends at good times gin and tonics putting the gt's back in the gnt find them at goodtimesdrinks.com and crushing it on instagram and twitter and i mean crushing it going to be celebrating their 1 year anniversary very soon oh trolls is coming up First, our final guests of episode 212 in this year in review podcast. And some of our entertainment guests have been phenomenal. And all of whom are brought to you by Pete's Meat in Kitsilano, Vancouver. Butcher shop and an awesome deli as well. Quality, natural, sustainable, easily Vancouver's best butcher shop. Find them at 12th and Arbutus, again in Kitsilano, Vancouver. At the start of the year, Ed the Sox promo team reached out to me and said hey you want to have him on as a guest and growing up watching him on much music loving what he was doing the response was a resounding yes listen to Ed talk about the political scene here in Canada
11: Jeez, the current political scene here in Canada you've got people saying showing polls week after week that Justin Trudeau if an election were held today he either wouldn't win or he'd lose a lot of seats but that poll isn't looking at who he's running against Andrew Shear always has this look on his face like the, the, the seven-year-old who just farted in the elevator and is waiting for everyone else to notice. <laughs> and, and Jagmeet Singh, the only bright thing occurring in his head are the colors of his turban. He is what happens when people vote for someone because of how it makes them feel to vote for somebody as opposed to whether the person's the least bit qualified. Mm. And you can't criticize. If you say Jagmeet Singh is a, is a moron, then people call you a racist. I call people of all backgrounds, races, genders, ethnicities, morons. Because moron has no gender, no ethnicity. It's just an objective fact. And Jagmeet Singh, everything I've heard him say, he's an idiot.
0: If you're not familiar with comedian Vonda Carlo, time for another Google search. She's great. She's funny, engaging, she's witty. And when she called up the podcast, we talked about how social media actually plays a part in stand-up comedy.
14: I think because of social media and everything that's going on in society right now, and we're all interconnected and intertwined, um, there's nothing that I'm talking about because my, my comedy comes from my truth, from my life. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not, I'm not talking about anything that people can't relate to on the other side of the map. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I'm a woman of a certain age that has a lot of experience in relationships. You know, it's, it's, it's very universal, a lot of things that I'm talking about, even race, politics. And and all of that, um, it's it's from my perspective. But I don't think that whomever on the other side of the the map, they're they're not going to know that these things are happening or be able to relate to me as a person. And it's my job as a comedian to deliver whatever it is I'm talking about, even if it's something you never heard of. It's my job as a comedian, not just to be funny, but also to be clear in my delivery so that you can understand what I'm saying.
0: Playboy's Cyber Girl of the Year 2017, Talia Paris, called up to be a guest. I thought it would be interesting to hear about the first time that she saw a Playboy magazine.
15: Um, yeah, I was I was pretty... I was probably like 10 years old or something. Mm. My mom used to... Um, she, so, my mom's in the dental field, and one of the doctors that she worked for, they, he would have them sent to the office, and so sometimes he wouldn't care about them too much, so she would bring them home. Oh. And um, my, my parents are super cool and everything, so they weren't totally, like, maybe I was like 12 years old, I was maybe a little bit older. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if they necessarily, like, let me see it, but I definitely, like, got into it, and I thought it was cool. Um, but mostly, like, how I knew about Playboys, I used to watch The Girls Next Door with my mom.
2: Right right
15: so that was how i thought i thought it was so amazing like with kendra holly and um mm-hmm. gosh what's other girls name um i the three girls i thought it was just amazing i'm like i want to be one of those girls like they're living the life
0: did you catch homeland and supergirl actor david Harewood's visit to the podcast i think it was the tail end of february great chat super nice guy master of the art David talked about how his role on Supergirl was offered to him. No audition necessary.
8: Well, Supergirl was basically kind of offered to me.
0: Oh, that's
9: great. Uh, Those are the best kind. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes you really want to, I mean, you see a role, you want to go for it, and you want to go for it and get it. You know, you want to get me in the room for that meeting. You know, I want to, you know, you might phone your agent up and say, look, you know, I know they're doing, you know, another Star Wars film, I want a role in that, you know. Right. sometimes you could
3: sometimes when you do that and you get it it's, it can be tremendously rewarding uh, at the same time yeah it's nice when people just say look we've got this thing in here do you want to come and do it you know yeah so it's, sometimes it's, it's not always nice to be given
9: stuff, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you you actually do want to get it. Without a doubt,
0: one of my favorite comedians is a guy named Mike Ward. So to nail him down for a podcast visit was pretty cool. And he follows me on social media as well. It's crazy. In early April, he was a guest and he talked about the first comedians that really made him laugh.
11: Um, I think the, the first person to really make me laugh who's a professional comic was, uh, Eddie Murphy. Mm. I remember when I saw Delirious... I was like, "Oh shit! That, I want to! I want to be that guy." Mm. Yeah, that, he made me discover uh, Richard Pryor, and then uh, you know, then came Sam Kennison and Andrew Dice Guy. So I always liked the really dirty, dirty '80s comics.
0: Towards the tail end of April, valleymom.ca blogger Crystal Clark was a guest. We've known each other for a while now. She used to come on the afternoon show at Seafox in Vancouver from time to time when I was hosting it. I love how she talks about how the online game has changed over the years.
9: The whole like online game has changed so much. It's all about Instagram. And I'll be honest, I'm terrible at Instagram. I don't have a pretty life. I'm not a 20-something-year-old Insta model. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is a bit, It's a lot harder. My daughter's laughing. She's listening to me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a lot harder because that's... Um, People well, that's blogger, what aren't vlogging as much. Yeah, it's just all Instagram, it's all Instagram posts and pretty pictures d- and stuff. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, my life isn't really all that pretty, all that, all that much.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. Uh, and in late May, did you catch this? Jen from the Jen and Tonic podcast called up. Jen advises you on Twitter is a must-follow. This girl is funny, and she talked about the catalyst for starting up her podcast. <laughs>
15: No, I, I never wanted to be in broadcasting because I, I've always been very self-aware that I speak like I'm 12. And I always thought that if I did do something that people would be very annoyed with my voice because I, I say like all the time and I understand that's very annoying because I listen to other people's podcasts and I'm like, you have an annoying voice. Why am I even listening to you right now?
2: Mm.
15: So um, I have been like on and off about the idea for probably like four years. I was in talks a couple years ago to work with... Um, some comedy place in Calgary, and they were going to produce the show for me, but they wanted me to have a co-host, and I wasn't 100% okay with that, because I kind of felt like they were trying to use whatever, um, like, Z-list fame I had created for myself to boost up, um, because they were going to have, like, an up-and-coming comedian be my co-host, and I thought that they were going to use that to kind of boost the other comedian and not really care about me. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take matters into
7: my own hands.
15: And if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it by myself. So that's mm-hmm. basically how it happened.
7: Entertainment guests of the Cast podcast are powered by Pete's Meat, Butchery Shop and Deli, 2817 Arbutus, Kitsilano, Vancouver, and online at Pete's-Meat.com. is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. Look at this
6: week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast Podcast. And this
0: week is some of the best chirping that we found in the first part of 2019. There's just way too much to rehash everything, but a taste of what the trolls were bringing. It doesn't matter what it is, no one and nothing is safe. In mid-January, you'll remember Papa Roach released their new album called Who Do You Trust?
16: More like Who Cares? Papa Roach hasn't been relevant since 2001. If a band puts out an album and nobody gives a shit, does it really get released? I'd rather listen to the Frozen soundtrack on repeat for the rest of my life.
0: Fast forward about a month to an artist who has sold over 40 million albums worldwide. She is the third best selling Canadian female artist all time. You can probably guess the top two. Celine Dion, Shania Twain, Avril Levine released Head Above Water in mid-February.
16: Seriously, if you buy this, more like Head Up Ass. Trust me, this album will be shit. Avril couldn't sing her way out of a wet paper bag.
0: Around the same time Avril released her album, you saw DreamWorks release How to Train Your Dragons, The Hidden World, to theaters worldwide. It was the return of voice talents Jay Baruchel, Gerard Butler, Craig Ferguson... Truly top-notch stuff. If you have kids, you're watching this movie. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
16: Craig Ferguson sucks. No offense, of course. 100% chance of walking out of the theater within 20 minutes of the movie starting. Okay, I watched the trailer. Does a movie ticket come with a rope to hang yourself?
0: And in mid-April, the 11th through the 14th, a big one for golf, PGA's Masters took place in Augusta, Georgia.
16: If you listen hard enough while watching this on TV, you can literally hear your life wasting away. The only way I'd watch is if they played the same way my friends and I do. A beer in a joint every other hole. Can we all agree that you have to have no life to want to spend a day watching the Masters on TV? My dad watches this. Pretty self-explanatory, don't you think?
7: Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Good Times Gin and Tonics. Putting the GTs back in the GNT check out GoodTimesDrinks.com
0: for those guys called Pumpkinhead, and you can see them in 10 days from now as they're playing december 27 at the railway stage and beer cafe downtown vancouver for another toddcast podcast friday nights the last friday of every month the railway presents a show volume 29 spendo in the skins sleep circle johnny wrath that's ridiculous for eight bucks really 10 bucks if you wait for the door we'll start things up at nine o'clock and we'll go late but one two in the morning kind of thing hope to see you there played you something new new for the podcast anyway brass camel song issues was talking to their singer and not talking but messaging with their singer and he was saying that they have something up their sleeves for the first part of 2020 it's going to be blowing minds. I can't wait to see what that is. You heard a band called dead quiet and their song was old hopeless. They played a podcast show, I guess about a few months back now, absolutely crushing band, full on punishing. And they're back to it next month, January 24th at the wise hall in East Vancouver, a deadly place, by the way, if you have not seen a show there, the wise hall night seeker that's Diener from foobars band, Dead quiet, killer deal. That is bound to be a hell of a show. In fact, it's stumbling distance to the podcast studio. So maybe we'll see you for that one. Looking forward to next week, our second part in this year in review 2019. You will once again hear highlights from another 21 guests. Love putting these podcasts together and hopefully you enjoy them as well. And we're going to do it for this one. Episode 212. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about what we're doing here. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Comment and rate the podcast as well. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Huge thanks to all of our awesome sponsors. We straight up couldn't do it without their support. You can find links to all sponsor web. It takes a lot to do this podcast. You can find links to all sponsor websites at ToddHancock.ca's homepage. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you know you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. There's contact info at the homepage. Maybe we'll talk soon, hang out, have a beer. See what's going on. Have a coffee. Uh, till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Nobody. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself.
6: The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and
2: bookmark ToddHancock.ca.